Welcome to episode 7 of Relevant Conversations for All. Today we're going to talk about the gaslit nation. The nation where we currently reside, which is the United States. This nation is being gaslit. It has always been gaslit. However, now it is so extremely blatant and so out in the open, it's even more difficult for those who don't believe to deny it. We've been gaslit to believe that if you are different in any way, then you are a threat to society. You are not the person that other people should want to live near or to associate with or even exist. Um, Historically, We can see this type of gaslighting that has taken place, such as in the case of slavery. But really, we can't even use slavery because slaves did not have any rights to begin with, to be taken away. However, um, the nation was gaslit, or at least a portion of the nation was gaslit into believing that they were not human. And therefore, it was okay to keep them as slaves. It was okay to treat them the way that they were treated. We can fast forward a little bit to the the Jewish population in Nazi Germany, where, again, people were gaslit. And I'm going to bring that word back in through propaganda. Right. Right. To be made to feel. If I could go and just add on to what you were talking about in slavery in the U.S., um, the not providing education to the slaves was a form of gaslighting because then they could not read the Bible of which the slaveholders said that slavery was based on. They did not know the laws, nor could they read them and educate themselves on their rights, even though uh, they were slaves, they were supposed to have rights. And yeah. well, the nation kind of twisted everything in order to make sure, as you said, that they were gaslit. And because what what we do um, as a society when we gas, gaslight a, a group is to serve our own needs. Right. So if it doesn't serve us, then um, we're going to try to make you believe that it's something else. Right. Well, the the not providing of education to the slaves was not necessarily gaslighting. It was to hold the gaslighting in place, for sure, absolutely, because we know that knowledge is power. The gaslighting in the, the situation with slavery was um, convincing the masses that it was okay to do this because they were not human. If you dehumanize a group, Um, If you continuously speak negatively about a group through the use of propaganda and other means, eventually you're going to um, persuade the thoughts of some people into believing, hey, it's, it's okay, we don't need to react about this because it's accepted, you know, um, so it's... I think, I think that, yeah, so... I'm going to respectfully, like, disagree with regard to the uh, not educating the slaves. 
uh, with regard to gaslighting because any of the tools or actions taken and related to gaslighting has to be considered part of that in some way. Mm -hmm. There were a number of ways that gaslighting was done but um, or the reasons behind it, but I'm you know, I tend to believe that an action or a situation is the actions that are related to it. Okay. So okay. If, if we look at, you know, not mm-hmm. educating the slave, you know, they would not have been as easily gaslit if they were able to be educated, if they knew the law, if they knew the Bible, and so on, the things that were hidden in order to gaslight them. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking more at gaslighting from the psychological aspect of um, convincing others, persuading others okay. to, to change their thought process, convincing others yeah. that something that would um, otherwise be considered um, inappropriate or not right uh-huh. Uh-huh. to becoming yeah. appropriate and normal. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah. this, this has been an ongoing problem. Um, you know, since the beginning of time, but as I said, now it is blatant. We have the most recent incident that you and I were discussing, and that is the incident that has taken place in Wisconsin with the 29-year-old man, um, Jacob Blake, being shot seven times in the back at close close range. Um, And I'd like to add that uh, his child was in the car. You can't unsee certain things. So, uh, so, oh, three children. So not only um, have you inflicted trauma on the individual that you are trying to execute because seven shots in the back is quite excessive. um, Yes. Now you have inflicted trauma amongst his children. What if one of those bullets would have ricocheted in that vehicle and struck the children? You know, this this is coming coming from a family of uh, law enforcers. Um, shooting in the back is is a a very difficult, if not impossible, thing to justify because you're only to draw your weapon if you feel that your life is in jeopardy. Now they followed right. this man to his car, which means he was moving away from them. Um, and this officer followed him and, and right there, like, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he had the weapon on his back, um, and pulling the trigger. Now I say this because, um, many of us have seen this video and you and I, as I said, had this discussion that we are preparing ourselves to see this video made into something that it was not. Um, We are prepared to hear them say that we didn't see what we saw. You see, we we were mistaken. The public will be led to believe that we were mistaken in what we saw because perhaps we didn't see something that happened off camera or something silly is going to come out of this to try and justify. But the the caveat here is that um, Jacob Blake is alive. And he is capable of telling his account of what happened. And uh, even his children, if they are not traumatized to the point where they cannot speak up, they can say what happened. Um, 
you know that now let's let's fast forward just slightly a little bit where we had the well warranted protests of this situation well warranted it was peaceful and then we find that we have infiltrators of this peaceful protest white supremacists infiltrators that has been confirmed that blatantly killed two people right there so tell me Tell me how, who, who invited armed citizens, not police, not National Guard, to come into the town to protect business? Well, you know... And then tell me, you're out of state. Yes. Your mother took the time to drive you to this location, knowing what you had in mind, and you, 17 years old, you have enough faith in your heart to kill two people. But, you know, um, yeah, yeah, you know, but... The arrests are not over with regard to this as far as I'm concerned. You should be arrested as well. Oh, yeah. She is an accessory to murder. Now, you know, here's here's the other thing. The National Guard was present, right? How did you even get close enough with a weapon strapped to you Without being pulled over and, and questioned and taken into custody. Right. Okay, so what does that say? Now, this is not conspiracy. These are factual events. They actually happened. Um, right. So we are not conspiring here. Exactly. What, what I will demise from this is that he was allowed to do this. Which means that there were other people who were in on this who made it so that he was allowed to do this. Now, this is not even new, right? Well, here's the thing with regard to this situation. This this man uh, came in, young man, came in with a long gun on the front of him, not even hiding it, saying that he's protecting businesses. Mm-hmm. There apparently was not anything going on in that area because if it were, the National Guard would have been posted in that, that area. So he purposely was dropped at a location where there were peaceful protests going on and shot and killed a protester. And in his clumsiness to get away, falls down and decides instead of being held accountable for what he had just done to shoot two more people, one died and the other was injured, I'm amazed. And then as he walked down the street with this gun strapped to him, passed National Guard vehicles and police vehicles, they just passed him by. Let that have been one of the protesters with a gun Oh, they would have been dead. They would have been dead. They would have been dead. Or just any of the other protesters. They would have been dead. They would have, but, but most absolutely anyone of color would have been dead. Um, this is a double standard. This is the epitome of white supremacy, right? White supremacy has been the terrorists of this nation from the onset. They are terrorists. Okay, and yet they are allowed to continue and get help to continue Uh to do what they do. You know, um, 
I also find it interesting how even when Barr was questioned, remember, um, and uh, one of the representatives asked him specifically about acknowledging that these white supremacist groups are terrorists. And he spoke in reference to not having any knowledge of this. Okay, so there's the gaslighting again. Because what he was saying is, well, you know, everybody that saw that, that put two and two together, you're wrong. That didn't happen. You know, and it's it's interesting how that is not being emphasized in this particular circumstance that we just saw a couple of days ago, you know, but I I have to tell you, I knew that the perpetrator was not a person of color. And in our earlier episodes, we talked about how when we watch the news, we know, right? Because a person of color is described from head to toe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This person wasn't described. So I knew, I knew that it was not a person of color. Okay, and they're keeping it very low key that this was someone affiliated with a white supremacist group. See, you know, and and what's also interesting to me is that we we got the blurb of this person's name, and then they sort of disappear. We don't hear what happens. We don't hear if they get locked up, if they go to jail, if if they're convicted of something. You know, we don't. You don't really hear too much thereafter, you know, like this massive gaslighting and covering up. Now, on the flip side, we have this being presented as riots. And I think we need to clarify the difference between a peaceful protest and a riot, because when people are out there peacefully protesting, the powers that be presented as though it is a riot and not every peaceful protest is a riot. Now, um, you know, certainly if you're peacefully protesting and someone breaks out a weapon and and shoots at people, it creates chaos. And then when you recognize the fact that this was a white supremacist killing someone yet again, yeah, people get angry. People react. Now, I'm not saying that it's okay to tear things up. But I understand the anger. I absolutely understand the anger. How many times and how much do people think can be done to people of color and the other cheek just be turned? I mean, I don't think that the, I don't think that people of color necessarily are saying, hey, I'm Jesus, I'm just going to. Turn the other cheek every time you do something, you know, and it becomes more and more apparent in this age of uh, videos or that could be taken on your phone. And, you know, we clearly see these incidents happening. And, you know, it's like, okay, just give us time to investigate. Why is this young man... <laughs> give us time. ...allowed to travel back to his home? Right.
uh, this type of scenario has played off repeatedly over and over again. Um, the in the the non-human, the inhumane individual who shot up the church. Well, you know, he was he was worthy of Burger King. You know, um, to me, to me, that's symbolic of a pat on the back. Here you go, buddy. Good job. Have you have yourself some Burger King. Have yourself some Burger King. Right. Then um, we have this inhumane individual who shoots a couple of people. Here you go, buddy. Thirsty? Because that was hard work. Here you go. Have yourself some water. You know, we, we see this all the time all the time. We can look back historically and we can see this happening. Um, And the overall um, screaming notion of this is that there are only certain people who are considered to be human in their eyes, in the eyes of these white supremacists. There are only certain people who are considered to be worthy of life, according to these white supremacists. And the list is growing longer each day, you know, um, because if you do not fit their ever-changing protocol, then you become the target. So it's not enough that people sit back and say, well, you know, it's, it's people of color, don't have to worry about it. No, you do have to worry about it. You do have to worry about it because if they are dehumanizing people of color, guess what? It's just a matter of time before they find something, some reason to dehumanize you, whether it be your hair color, your eye color, the shape of your nose, where you came from. If you're not pure in their sense, your religion, your sexual orientation, your gender, the list goes on and on and on. So, you know, if we don't all stand as humans against these white supremacists because there are far more humans than there are these inhumane, I don't even want to call them individuals, but there are far more humans to stand up against. You know, we we have to acknowledge them as individuals because that's how they blend in. Oh, I don't don't like humanizing them. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that at all. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I, I, I understand. Yeah, I, I totally agree oh, with okay. how we could think of them uh-huh. um, with regard to what you're saying. But I want to put out there that it's your neighbor next door. It's that one that told an off-color joke that you might have nervously giggled at and walked away. But that person has to, you have to have the hard conversations and know who you're going to be associated with in order to make a change. Yeah. It's not necessarily the person walking down the street and camouflage gear with a gun at his side and saying, hey, I'm going to go and shoot that is correct. Uh, some people who follow today. That's correct. Sometimes, you know, sometimes and oftentimes, yeah, oftentimes it's <laughs> the people that we um, associate with, whether it's through work or school yeah. or in our neighborhoods, you know, and, and um, most recently these people have begun crawling out of the woodwork because um, 45 has given them permission to do so. 
And when I say 45, I'm talking about the current president of, of these supposed United States. Um, with his supporting or his, even in his, um, well, sometimes it's a blatant support of these actions and other times it is um, a little bit more um, subliminal and low-key, such as what we saw in um, Charlottesville, where he said, there are good people on both sides. Well, you know, good people, good people don't kill people. Because they're different. Good people don't run their car in a crowd on purpose. Right, yeah, that's... And let's bring this back around Mm -hmm. to your gaslit motion and your uh, definition of gaslighting because this is real. So to convince this certain faction of the American public that what he's saying is okay or what he's doing and not doing, not addressing, is okay, is absolutely gaslighting oh, absolutely. Uh, the American public. Absolutely, 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 absolutely. It's both subliminal and it's overt. Absolutely mm-hmm. gaslighting. You know, um, <laughs> this is such a big pot of gaslight that um, it becomes challenging to keep up with all the nonsense that is happening. You know, there's constant dangling carrots to distract, to manipulate. There is the, the outcry to the suburban housewives, you know, showing clips of, of riots that did not even happen here in the United States. Like, do you want these people living near you? It is the stirring of fear. Where even people who are highly educated are questioning their own thoughts, uh-huh. questioning uh-huh. their own perceptions of fear and what is right and what is wrong because there's been so much spinning and twisting it's, and contorting uh, of information. It's you amazing know? because a month ago they were saying 45 was at 20,000 lives. Well, yes, I heard that. I heard that. And I wonder how many there are now, because every time he opens his mouth with regard to COVID, oh, there's another no. lie that's about to come out. Well, you know, you can almost guarantee it. Yeah, well, COVID right now stands to be his biggest failure. So uh-huh. um, rather than talking about COVID, and, and hello, everyone, we are still in the middle of a pandemic that is not eased up. Okay. Um, but rather than addressing COVID now, you know, um, and the blood of having all of these people on his hands, he's dangling carrots. Well, well, watch out for those rioters. Watch out for those Democratic states that don't seem to have control over their people. Watch out, watch out. Again, inciting a fear, 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 fear. Watch out for those uh, people who don't support pro-life watch out you know again distractions distractions distraction all part of the gaslighting scheme confusion get people to question their own judgment get people to question what they know to be right i'll say something that probably will not be popular even with you but i need to think the american public for putting this man in office 
and bringing these issues to the forefront through his his own, um, I, you know, I hesitate, but his stupidity, um, his own uh, feelings of hate. Thank you for bringing it to the forefront and bringing these people out of the woodwork so we can truly address at this moment in time everything that's been hidden because, you know, he didn't create this. Right. If we don't if we don't know who, then how do we find out unless they come yeah. out of the woodwork yeah. with uh, everything that they feel? So that's been the one positive of this of this this inhumane figure's yeah. time in office. Well, I it's to, yeah. to bring this about so that we can address it with a new regime yes. to change it. Well, I wouldn't go so far as to think. The American people, because you know what? Don't do it again. I don't want to see this again. So, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna thank anybody. But I agree with you because you and I have had this conversation in the past too. Um, the only good thing that has come from this is that we see all of the holes in this current government system that we have here which gives us a very clear signal that we need to scrap it and start all over again. And I go so far as to say scrapping the Constitution. Because, and we mentioned this last episode, the Constitution only had a small population in mind. It did not include people of color. It certainly didn't include women. And you know what? We, we have people that need to be represented. So therefore the constitution, no, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, it's never been satisfactory to have an amendment where it still said that someone was only three fifths of an, how, what is three fifths of a human anyway? But that's a whole nother conversation, you know? Um, but yeah, we now know who is who. Those that did dirty deeds in the dark are now in the light and we see you. And we can identify you. And we have the technology to find out who you are. So thank you. Exactly. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, 20, I'll be thankful for that. You say thank you. Okay. See, so you know, Yeah, yeah. Well, but, but, but to be clear, let's not do it again. Please. I had enough. I had enough. You know, I, I have, we, we have plenty of information to work with now. <laughs> I'm concerned, it's no longer valid. There are things written it in the Constitution. Been valid for a long time. Yes, um, for a long time. But but now with all of this yes. upheaval, we see that um, 
even those constitutional rules have been uh, cast to the side. And 45 has, has completely done what he wants to do. I mean, even the convention that he is holding, he's having it at the White House. Okay, that is, like you said, the house of the people. It is not bipartisan. It's not for him to hold this convention. But yet, he's doing it. Look look at the Department of Justice being torn apart. This is all part of gaslighting. It's all part. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And you know, something that bothered me, and I think it's very symbolic, with the Rose Garden. We talked about this, too. How... Um, they have gone in and they cut down Jackie O's trees. To uh-huh. me, those trees were a new beginning of democracy. Recognizing that just because you're different doesn't mean that you are a social outcast. It was the start of that. And those trees were cut down. To me, that's very symbolic. In yeah. the tyranny that we are now seeing, in the destruction of democracy, we need to pay attention. You know. Thank you.